We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? There we go. That's better, having a proper intro of the show. Um, my apologies for coughing before, and if I uh, uh, cough uh, at all during the show, uh, I wasn't in last week uh, because I had COVID. Yes, uh, it finally uh, caught up with me um, after uh, all these years, um, and uh, i got to say, I, uh, I don't recommend it. Um, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not a great thing to get, so... Um, yeah, definitely get your get your vaccines in there. That'd be a that'd be a good thing. I, it was weird though because I I actually did get vaccinated the the uh, week I got COVID, but I got the flu vaccination and I was being I was being a wimp. I was like, oh yeah, I won't won't bother getting the uh, the, the COVID vaccination as well. At the same time, I'll leave it for two weeks. Um, and then I'll get the the COVID vaccination, and uh, I, I guess that uh, life just had other uh, ideas for me, and so uh, I had the flu vaccination, and then got COVID, um, and uh, it was the four days in in bed, a whole week in in isolation at home, um, but I was looked after very very well by my lovely wife, so it was it was not. Uh, not too bad. Uh, all things uh, all things said, it could have been could have been much worse. Um, but on tonight's show, uh, <laughs> Unscripted Nights, uh, I've remembered to say that, um, I haven't got any Cecilia or Rachel uh, tonight. They are both indisposed, uh, so uh, they will not be here to discuss uh, what they've seen this week. But I've got uh, a few things to talk about. Um, I saw caught up with Renfield on the weekend because I did not go to the, uh, the screening last week. And uh, I also saw The Little Mermaid. Um, and I saw a film that's coming up for the, uh, the, the Spanish Film Festival as well. Uh, and then last night I saw uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think I can never remember the, uh, the, the, the subtitle for the film. But, um, yes, yeah, so I've seen uh, quite a few films in the last week that I will be uh, covering off on uh, over the, the course of the show tonight. Once I get my, get my breath, I, I was I was rushing in here because I went I went home, uh, and I wanted to feed the animals before uh, before I came into the studio, and it's one of those things like when you do have animals, you're just never quite sure what you're going to walk in on uh, when you get home. And there was um, a, a fair bit of mess because uh, one of my uh, I think my cat was poorly, so it was a bit of a, a rush job to clean everything up and feed the animals. <coughs> And uh, and then uh, get on my way into the studio. Uh, again, uh, apologies for the uh, the cough, the lingering COVID cough. But I I don't have COVID anymore. Don't worry about that. It's just the you get over the uh, the symptoms, uh, and then this uh, cough thing is apparently a little reminder that can last for a little while. So uh, yeah, but no, it's been uh, th- this week has been good. It's been a very quick week, but it was good to. 
Good to get back into the uh, into the cinema and see some see some things. Uh, also good to be watching uh, telly as well. Um, there, Ted Lasso uh, finished last night on Apple TV. Um, and it was kind of a one of those things where it was you know great to see the last episode, but you're you're sad that it's gone. And it was a really really good episode of TV. Um, yeah, just uh, I, I hope they manage to make more shows like that. But uh, it's just uh, uh, amazing how they managed to wrap up everything that that you know one extra the one season of it. They just wrapped everything up, and it was it was pretty darn impressive. So um, I think if you've seen uh, you know Ted Lasso. Um, and you've uh, you know, followed the whole way through. You'll be you know, very very excited to see the uh, the final episode if you haven't already seen it. I mean, Cat and I we stayed up because we got back from seeing the uh, Spider Man film, and then we stayed up to like eleven o'clock to to watch Ted Lasso before we went to bed. So, but it was well, well worth it, well worth it to um to miss out on a bit of sleep and uh, not get up for the gym in the morning. But <laughs> it was uh, it was it was very very good fun. Um, I might uh, see if I can pull up one of the ads I've got to play tonight um, and then I shall uh, try to get myself into uh, doing some reviews because I've got a few reviews to talk about uh, this week. Uh, I've just got to find the... Sorry, I'm just um, doing this on the hop. My apologies. Um, So, yes, I'm going to play an ad now and then I will be back in a very little moment. And thank you very much to our station sponsors. Uh, appreciate uh, you know, the, the funding, keeps all the lights on and everything like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen some movies, as I, as I mentioned, uh, and one I was hanging out for was uh, Renfield because um, it was uh, on uh, the the Wednesday that I was, I was sick with the COVID, so I wasn't able to actually... Go and see it because because uh, that would be very very wrong. Uh, but I did go and catch it on the weekend once I had recovered, um, and I was very happy to do that um, because I'm a massive fan of Dracula, um, and uh, so when I heard that they were making a a movie um, which revolved around Renfield, I was very very excited. Um, my my history uh, with with Dracula goes uh, back you know a long ways. Uh, not, obviously, not as long as the book has been around for, because I think that was um, around the, the turn of the century. But uh, I the first time I read uh, Dracula was when I was in high school, and I had been uh, kicked out of the English class and put into a, a senior English class. Uh, and they um, they said to me like you know, read any book you want, which was the best thing I'd ever heard. It was like I can choose my own book. You're not going to give me a book. I've got to read. That's fantastic. Um, so I went to the library and I had a look around, and then I saw one of the books was Dracula, and so I got Dracula out and I I read it, and I was just enthralled by. The way it was written, because it wasn't uh, you know written as a book normally is, it was like you know uh, newspaper article letters and all these kind of things that come together. And in the the book and in you know, all the subsequent movies and stuff that I've seen, uh, <coughs> there's the character of Renfield. And Renfield in the, the 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 books and in the the movies is always just this guy who went to Transylvania. 
Uh, he is a lawyer and uh, he got, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, infected some way by by Dracula and uh, becomes his, his um, you know, familiar, like someone who does stuff for him. But he, he's slowly losing his mind and, you know, he, he's thinking that he's going to, you know, gain life by eating bugs, and um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's a it's a very sad character in the um, in in the book, but the movie Renfield, which stars um, uh, uh, Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage, two two Nicholases in there, um, it uh, it's a a different telling of the the story of Renfield. So Renfield becomes a familiar of Dracula and Dracula gives him a portion of his powers. So Renfield lives through the centuries with Dracula. But Renfield is there to to look after Dracula and, and make sure that you know he's got a a supply of bodies that he's going to be able to to drink from, uh, and if ever he's like you know uh, defeated by the uh, the vampire killers, then you know, Renfield's going to be there to you know, heal him back to health and um, make sure that he's looked after and 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 that that kind of stuff. So. Um, also, Renfield has powers, but the powers only actually kick in when he consumes insect life. So they give a reason behind um, his desire to eat insects because it makes him, you know, super strong. And uh, it's it's kind of funny because. Uh, Nicholas Holt played Beast in the X-Men films and some of the leapy scenes when he's uh, playing Renfield with the superpowers reminded me a little bit of uh, of his role as the uh, as the Beast. Um, but it's it's a really good film because it's not it's not strictly like a horror film. It's a horror comedy film, um, and it's it's great. Like uh, Nicholas Cage is is <laughs> being classic Nicholas Cage and enjoying the hell out of playing Dracula. Um, he's really uh, it, 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 they embrace the the different Dracula versions throughout the years. And if you stay around to the end of the film through the credits, they've got all you know different shots of him looking like Bella Lugosi and uh, other actors who played Dracula. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really <laughs> I just enjoyed it. It was a great film. Um, you've also got Aquafina in the film as well, uh, which is interesting. She's playing a cop in this one, and I'm so used to Aquafina being like a wacky, over the top kind of character. To have her in a film where she's playing a character that's uh, you know more uh, down to earth, more more. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. More the straight man than like the the, the funny person that we're the straight uh, the straight uh, per individual rather than the, the the funny individual that we're used to seeing. So she's not as off the wall in, in this film. Um, she's a cop uh, who who lost her dad. Um, she's trying to bring to justice the family that caused the death of her father. You know, so it's a you know more of a, a serious role for her. She still has funny moments, but it is it is more of a um, a, a serious role that she's playing. Um, You've also got Ben Schwartz in this film as well. So uh, Ben Schwartz has turned up in a lot of uh, comedy shows, um, and in this he's uh, playing Te- Tedward Lobo, who is the the son of the 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 um, uh, the gang lord, uh, the, the 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 person in charge of the uh, the gangs. Um, so it's a it's it's quite a you know good good cast there, and then they've got this supporting cast who is in this therapy group. Um, 
that uh, Nick, that uh, Nicholas Holtz uh, Renfield goes to uh, to try to deal with um, the uh, the uh, relationship he's in with Dracula because it's uh, obviously it's a uh, you know, bad relationship uh, and he's you know being pressured to do things he doesn't want to do and so he goes to a support group to get help with dealing with uh, you know being in this uh, this relationship. Um, so yeah, it's a really interesting film. I really enjoyed the heck out of it. I mean, there's a lot of violence in the film. Uh, you know, there's you know lots of blood. There's arms being ripped off. It's just it's ludicrous. It's over the top. But it's it's like that's it's wearing its heart on its sleeve. It's it's a, just a, a wacky horror comedy. Um, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely great. Um, and I, it's one of those films where I'll, I'll buy it on uh, Blu-ray or, uh, or 4K and I'll watch it every now and again because it was just fun and uh, I've yeah, been, been hanging out to watch it and I'm, I'm so glad it's uh, now been released. It's in cinemas and, uh, yeah, I, I think if you're looking for a good... Um, you know, night a good good night out, a bit of fun and horror. Then you, you can't go past seeing Renfield. But I'd go and see it sooner rather than later if you want to see it in the cinema because there is not a lot of showings of it, which is really uh, frustrating because uh, we we wanted to go and see it and uh, yeah, it was only like showing like four times a day, and which is not a lot when you consider um, the amount of cinema space that there is. But yeah, Renfield it is in cinemas now. I am going to give it uh, four cicadas. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I'm going to play you another ad, and I might have to play some music because uh, my uh, voice is really struggling to hold up today. Um, so I apologize for that. But uh, I shall play an ad now and then possibly uh, some music after that. Thank you very much for that. Uh, you are listening to Unscripted, the film show uh, on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, the top station on your dial. Uh, you are with Lewis. Uh, I haven't got Rachel Cecilia in the studio tonight, uh, so I'm just trying to uh, try to do this one solo. Um, but that's okay. I've got a few films to talk about, and uh, I will intersperse that with some musical interludes as well, so uh, don't worry. You won't have to listen to my voice for the whole time. Um, I, on Monday, uh, I was lucky enough to go to the um, uh, media event for the, the Spanish Film Festival, which is coming up. Um, it's amazing how many film festivals there are uh, <laughs> at the moment. Every year there's like a, you know, there's a uh, German film festival, Italian, French, Spanish, uh, the Revelation Film Festival. There is just so much stuff to see. Uh, but it's, it's kind of good though because uh, you get to go and see uh, a lot of films that you wouldn't normally. Um, and we, uh, one of the films that I did uh, go and see uh, was uh, the the film Prison Seventy Seven, um, which uh, it was uh, it was um, an interesting film because I think one of the things when when you go and see uh, you know when I go to these media screenings. Um, I don't necessarily know exactly what the film is that I'm going to go go and see. So it's just, uh, you know, you go there and you you watch it and uh, sometimes you get some really interesting uh, uh, films that you see. So um, the, this film was set in a uh, prison in Barcelona, I believe it was, um, uh, and I had the de- I had the details up and I've, I've uh, managed to lose the information that I was looking for. Um so yeah, it's uh, it was set in a Spanish prison. It was during the uh, nineteen. It was sorry, mid nineteen seventies, around the time I was born, actually, uh, and it was a. a 
a, a, a cha- time of change in uh, in Spain because the um, uh, the the uh, former uh, dictatorship, I think, was uh, going away and they were supposedly getting into a more democratic society, although um, it wasn't very democratic for people who were living in, uh, well, <laughs> living in prison, uh, not through uh, uh, them wanting to live there. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, this, this film is about prisoners unionising and trying to uh, you know, get some rights within the prison because they were, they were treated really, really appallingly. Um, so the story is about a young accountant awaiting for trial in 1977 for embezzlement uh, with a possible 20-year life sentence, and uh, he joins a, a bunch of uh, prisoners demanding amnesty. Um, and it's it's really good to go and see you know films like this. And uh, I, I think the actual characters you see in the film are um, generally like amalgam characters. They're not like based on real people, but based on different kind of people. Uh, but it was the story was real, and that actually you know did happen. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see one of these uh, a film where it's a slice of life and hopefully it's a slice of life that uh, you've never had to experience yourself. The uh, life in prison does not look like it's a um, a very fun place to be, but uh, it, it, you can understand why the way these people are treated by the the guards. Um, because and also the fact that they're not getting you know going to trial and uh, having a, a chance uh, to actually um, you know get out of their, their predicament because they're not being uh, you know they're being incarcerated without trial and uh, they don't know when they're going to have a trial and they don't know when they're going to find out when they can get out of uh, of prison so um, it was a interesting film something completely out of left field uh, and it is part of the, the the spanish film festival so i'll on our facebook page i'll put some details on there in regards to the uh, the spanish film festival so you can go there and check it out and see what other uh movies going to be playing as, as part of the festival so um yeah definitely saw some good trailers and it looks like it's gonna be a a good festival this year but i'm going to play another track and i'll be back shortly there we go, a bit of Gautier with somebody I used to know. Uh, and you are back with Lewis on Unscripted the Film Show. Um, and I'm going to talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So I apologise, I think I called it uh, Into the Spider-Verse uh, initially, which was actually the name of the first of this uh, tr- trilogy of films. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, that was the film that introduced uh more general audiences to the character of Miles Morales uh the uh, the Spider-Man who initially was uh from the Ultimate Universe in the in the Marvel comics you had the main 616 universe where you know we know all the Avengers and Captain America and uh, Sp- Spider-Man Iron Man Hulk all those <clears throat> characters we know there they were in the 616 universe but they decided at one point in time in uh, in Marvel that they wanted to try like a new universe where they kind of reintroduce the characters, but they're not uh, so they're the familiar characters, but they're done in a different kind of way. Um, and so you had the Ultimates, uh, where that was where uh, the the Nick Fury, who was based on Samuel L. Jackson, was uh, introduced. And then you also had Ultimate Spider-Man. And Ultimate Spider-Man was originally Peter Parker. And so they had like a, a young Peter Parker again, so you could go through the whole origin of 
uh, Peter Parker and um, just do it in a, in a different kind of way. But eventually in that universe, uh, Peter Parker uh, died and was replaced with uh, Miles Morales, um, who is a... Uh, you know, half uh, uh, Hispanic and and, and half uh, African American um, character, uh, and was a, just a you know different kind of take on on a Spider Man character. And I think that was one of the things about Spider Man that is such a, a great character because Spider Man wears a, a full mask that you know the ethnicity of the character doesn't really you know come into bearing that much when he's, he's got his mask on. So um, in Spider Man to the Spider Verse, you got to <coughs> meet sorry my apologies you got to meet uh miles and you got to meet his his mum and his dad and you got to you know find out about his world but at the same time his world was being uh you know it, it was being invaded by people from other uh parts of the multiverse coming into uh, into his world and uh him having to come to terms with the fact that he's he's spider-man um Fantastic film. The the villain in that one was uh, Kingpin, uh, and it was you know done in such an amazing way. The animation in the film was fantastic, but the the whole film was uh, largely in this uh, one world with other people, uh, other uh, spider people coming in from other worlds and having a you know, different kind of design style to them. Um, Nicholas Cage played Spider Man Noir, uh, which was uh, which was absolutely amazing. Um, Haley Seinfeld uh, plays Gwen Stacy, who is uh, uh, Spider Woman. Um, I think Ghost Spider is another name that she goes by, but in this, it's uh, Gwen uh, Spider Gwen or Gwen Stacy. Um, it's a great film, and it was that came out uh, in 2014, which really surprised me. It was that long ago. Um, Oh, no, no, it came out in December 14, uh, no, uh, uh, in 2018. So, yeah, it's uh, still a while back, though. It's, I, I thought it was uh, a lot closer to where we are now. Um, but they they announced that they were going to be making some more uh, Spider-Verse films, and the first one, uh, the first sequel to come out, is being uh, released today, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And you probably would have seen trails, trails for this um Film uh, in uh, uh, and it shows that um, Miles is actually leaving his uh, universe and he's going into the multiverse and he's actually experiencing uh, other uh, <laughs> parts of the, uh, the the multiverse and meeting other spider people because there are lots of well spider people and spider animals because um, there is some uh, you, you will meet some uh, uh, spider things that aren't exactly human in this uh, uh, movie but it's it's a really um it's it's an amazing film but it's a, a lot longer than you would anticipate a animated film to be and it was great to go and see um an animated feature that is not necessarily like a, a kids film um <coughs> you could you can take kids to go and see this film. It is uh, a, a PG thirteen film, but it is made for uh, you know adults um, to enjoy, and it's not like you know dumbed down to like make it so kids are going to go see it, and adults are going to be forced to go and see it. This is a really well put together film. Um, so in this uh, film, Miles is uh, older than uh, a year or so has passed since the the previous film. Uh, he's come to terms with his spider powers. He's become uh, more you know popular as Spider Man, um, and but he's kind of missing his friends that uh, you know came from the multiverse because the. Um, He's not. He's not seeing the Peter B. Parker uh, character, who is a slovenly uh, Spider-Man uh, that's played by Jake uh, Jake Johnson. Um, 
He's not seeing uh, Gwen Stacy played by Haley Seinfeld, so he's kind of missing these people he made connections with, but then he, he's lost because they're in their own uh, part of the universe. Um, but uh, he does uh, he does run into Gwen Stacy. She comes back into his life. She is now part of this uh, team of spider people who are trying to protect and save the multiverse to make sure that people are in the, their right place and that things aren't glitching. Um there's a, a lot going on in this film, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, the, the whole Spider-Man thing. With great power comes great responsibility, uh, the sacrifice, you know, uh, you know, losing the one to save the many and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the film is uh, the, the second part of a three-part film. And it's, uh, you know, so when you go and see this film... Um, you enjoy the film, but you do know that there is more to, to come. And uh, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's hard. I don't want to, uh, to spoil it because there's so much good stuff in this film. I mean, the um, the animation is, is sensational because they've got so many different characters and they're so diverse and they're coming from different kind of backgrounds. So you, you see different art styles and it's, it's really amazing. Even... Um, as well as anime stuff, there's also some live action things that you see in there as well, and they've just the way they've mixed it all together is is just amazing. So, um, but story wise, it's it's compelling, it's it just immersive, it draws you in. Um, you you obviously you feel so much for for Miles and his uh, what he's struggling through. Um, but there's just so much fun to be had in here as well. Uh, in this film, you are introduced to uh, new uh, spider people. Uh, and one of the, my favourite ones is Miguel O'Hara, also known as uh, Spider-Man 2099. And this was a, a comic I collected uh, when it first came out because he has such a, a striking look to him. Uh, he, he is a Spider-Man from the future, um, but he's also like vampiric as well and he's just he's a, a person who should be a bad guy but he's being a good guy and um in this uh, he is the leader of the, uh, the 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 spider people who are trying to um save the multiverse uh um you've also got Issa Rae playing jessica drew play, who's spider woman uh, and uh, she's spider woman riding a motorbike i can't remember seeing that in the comics but uh, fair play it comes off quite well in the movie uh and she's also uh, you know a pregnant spider woman as well uh which has actually been in the comics so i was interested to see that they brought that into the movie um yeah, it's a it's a really you know great cast. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is playing uh, this character called Hobart Hobby Brown, um, also known as Spider Punk. Uh, and I think when you go and see this film, you'll be like, oh yeah, Spider Punk. This is uh, that's my favourite character. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty darn cool. So I think you'll like that. Um, Andy Samberg plays Ben Riley, and Ben Riley is a really sad uh, character in the Spider Universe. Um, he's a, a, a clone of Peter Parker. Um, yeah, he's he's not taking it well, uh, but yeah, you will um, you will enjoy him. But uh, the no uh, Spider-Man film uh, is you know whole without having a, a compelling villain, and and in this film, uh, the villain is just such a. Well, in the comics, the, 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 the character is such a loser, uh, and in this, they're they're taking a loser character called the Spot and turning it into a not just a world uh, like a, a threat to the the world. This is a threat to the multiverse, um, and the character is played by uh, Jason Schwartzman. Um, 
so yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> he's uh, uh, it's really odd. It's just the, the, the in um, most uh, you know Spider-Man films, you're expecting the the big guys, you know, Green Goblin or uh, maybe Craven the, the Hunter, Scorpion, uh, Rhino, the, the, and they they do like you do see those characters, but. Um, the fact that it's this guy who's like completely white and um, just has holes in him that uh, he can use to to move through and stuff—it's very, very, very strange. But um, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool. But you get introduced to so many. Um, Different spider people, uh, you see, uh, just different universes with with spider people in it. Um, it's just fun. It's really good fun. So uh, I am going to give um, uh, Spider Man uh, across the Spider Verse um, five spots, and I'm really looking forward. To- oh, it's only next year. Excellent. <laughs> I was like the next uh, the next. Um, uh, chapter of the story is Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse uh, and that is coming out next year so uh, in March 2029 so sorry, in March 29 in 2024 so it's not too long that we've got to wait till we can see the end of this uh, awesome trilogy of films and who knows maybe there'll be more after the end of Beyond the Spider-Verse when it comes out next year but I am going to take a quick break and I'm going to play you a uh, ad and then I think some more music there we go that was uh, I uh, I see fire by Ed Sheeran and William Shatner and Joe Jackson with common people um, which is just cool and I saw it on the uh, system I, I must play that that is pretty pretty darn awesome uh, we've only got uh, seven minutes left of the show I've queued up a song uh, which is uh, three minutes and 48 seconds long so I better get into uh, reviewing the little mermaid uh, which is out now in cinemas and this is a live action uh, remake of uh, The Little Mermaid that came out in uh, 1989. So that was 34 years ago. Um, Little Mermaid came out uh, and uh, it was a you know, massive hit. It was uh, you know part of the, the renaissance of, of Disney movies. Um, and uh, it was it was great. And, and like, yeah, you, you ask the question why Disney needs to, to, to remake these films. And, uh, and I actually have enjoyed, like, the, the, the remakes that they've done. Like, you know, um, Cinderella is was kind of like a very similar one to the, the animated movie. Um, but then you got like the ones that go a bit more askew, uh, like when they did um, uh, the um, uh, Cruella film. Uh, but uh, this this one here is more of the, the, the Cinderella kind of a, a movie and or, or the Beauty and the Beast, where it's kind of like a live-action version of what you've already seen uh, in the animated film. But... Um, this one was was uh, was really good. I think it was really engrossing. I mean, the fact that the majority of the film, or, or like pff, maybe half of the film, takes place underwater, um, it, it puts a lot of um, di- levels of difficulty into to making the film. But they do such a, a great job of it. Um, casting uh, Haley Bailey as um, Halle Bailey as Ariel was you know, great casting. She's got a fantastic voice and is just uh, you know really just. Yeah, mesmerizing to 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 watch. Um, you got uh, Jonah Horror King as Eric, uh, and he's great. Um, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, which is a real like just she was amazing, really really good. Apparently, she wasn't like a, a person who sang before taking on this role. Learned how to sing for it, and she does a, a great job of it. Uh, Javier Bardem plays King uh, Triton. He is great in everything that he's in. Um, 
this is a really great you know film um you got uh also some animated characters as well so uh, sebastian's black play, played by david diggs uh flounder's back played by jacob tremblay uh, aquafina's um she's voicing scuttle um it's it just it's a really good remake of the animated film. They've managed to like flesh the story out. Um, the the original Little Mermaid was an hour and twenty three minutes long. This is two hours and fifteen minutes, but it doesn't feel like it it drags. Um, it's the same story. A mermaid is just not happy in her, her world of you know, being in the ocean and she's just pining to be able to be on land and uh, and to be be human. Um, and she kind of makes a, makes a deal with the devil, or in this case, she makes a deal with uh, Ursula um, to get her legs. But her legs are going to cost her her voice, and so uh, she you know goes onto land. And if she doesn't you know get to be you know you know have a relationship with Eric. Um, She's gonna, you know, basically be uh, taken by Ursula, and she will have her soul. Uh, it's, you know, a very straightforward story. If you've seen the original Little Mermaid, you've seen it before, but it's a, a really good remake. It's a really good version of it, uh, and uh, I am going to give um, the uh, the the remake of the Little Mermaid um, for. Uh, thingy bobs uh, but I'm going to have to get out of here because Quizzy is going to be hitting the airways with crate digging very very soon I am going to leave you with uh, one of my uh, favourite songs and um, I don't know if it's going to be yours or if it's just going to annoy you but uh, either way uh, I've got the button so I'm playing it uh, this is Crash Test Dummies and mm, 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 mm. this podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture <laughs>